0: Today's episode is brought to you by Anchor.fm, the easiest way to make a podcast. Haven't heard about Anchor? Well, let me explain. It's free. That's right. F-R-E-E, free. Anchor has many creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will then take your podcast and distribute it for you. It can now be heard on multiple podcasting platforms, such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many, many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It is everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Download the free Anchor app today or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's anchor.fm. Start your dream now. What up, world? Welcome into another episode of the Rough Cut Sports Cast. It's your boy AJ Johnson. And we are here on this beautiful New Year's Eve with the one and only Vinny Milani. Vinny, how goes it, buddy?
1: I like how you uh I like how you actually announce your own name like I actually announce your name, where it's AJ. Johnson, you ah. gave it to yourself that time around. I love it. I love it, man. I'm buzzing right now. I am so excited for what is to come tonight, tomorrow. All these bowl games happening, man. I'm I'm fired up. Tomorrow's a big day, man. Tomorrow, I'm really nervous for it. I'm I'm really nervous. Okay, I I don't like my chances. I mean, I like my chances. But I'm ba- you, you just know those, those pregame jitters, okay? I feel like I'm a part of the team right now with the pregame jitters. I'm feeling it, man. I'm worried. I'm nervous. I'm excited. Let's go.
0: You got this, right? Y'all got this, right? No, No, y'all don't got this? I
1: don't know, man. I don't make predictions on my games, man. You know this. We've been over this.
0: It's not a prediction. It's a whether or not you feel comfortable.
1: No. I never feel comfortable. We'll be playing Ole Miss, and huh. I still don't feel comfortable. We'll be playing Chattanooga, and I won't feel comfortable. We'll play UNLV, and I won't feel comfortable. We can even play the Florida State Seminoles, and I still wouldn't feel comfortable.
0: Well, I get that. I wouldn't feel comfortable about us. We're always a trap game. So. <laughs> uh, 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 well, I get game? it. I, 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 I mean, I can't, I can't lie. I don't get it. I always have confidence in my squad. And you could say for the better part of the last two, three years, it's false confidence. Yet, suit up on game day. That's a game we're going in to win, until it doesn't happen. I don't understand how you don't feel that comfortable and confident in your squad. I
1: mean, I feel. Co- I mean, obviously, I feel conf- I feel confident with this team. I mean, they're what we have. Like what I think we had like seven All American AP All Americans come out in this past uh, All American list. I mean, we we have a great team, but I mean, any given Saturday, every any given Friday in this case, any given Sunday, which for NFL, anything's possible, man. Anything is possible, and I just – I don't know, man. I don't – there's just always something. Alabama struggles against good quarterbacks. Oh, Ian Brooke guess. is a is a good quarterback. <laughs> Kyle Trask is a good quarterback, and we saw what happened, though. So, really, it could go either way. I'm very
0: nervous. I'm very nervous. I'm, I'm hoping we throw okay. up the dub. Ho- it. I'm hoping. Well, I get it. I feel you. I understand. We'll get more into it because that's what we are talking today. We are talking – bowl games it is a college football episode but before we get into it if you haven't already find us on our socials on facebook at the rough cuts i'm sorry at rough cut sportscast on twitter at rough cut underscore sports and on instagram at the rough cut sportscast hit that like hit that follow share 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 tell your mama tell your daddy tell your sister tell everybody go down the family tree we are here and we're here to stay We're coming into the new year hot. The Rough Cut Sportscast is going to take off in this 2021 season.
1: I mean, we're already giving you five-star content going into the year. I mean, mean, now that the year is going in, now that we're like, yeah, I mean, we got five-star content in 2020, and that's supposed to be a year where it's like, eh, 2020, let's forget about it. But no – we're we are we're already delivering that five-star content in 2020. What can happen is we can't even – I mean it's only Ooh, up from here, six man.
0: Six-star content, baby. Oh, my
1: God. We're going to break <laughs> the star count. We are going to break the Apple Podcast star count. There is going to be a rough cut rule now. Apple Podcast is going to have <laughs> the rough cut rule now where you can actually give six stars. Let's make that a thing. Let's have this podcast it get is. so many five stars where people are demanding that they have a sixth – star button so they can give us that six star okay let's make it happen Got it.
0: give us those reviews let us know what you think of the show i'm in it i'm in it so vinnie you ready to do this ready to talk some college football
2: i'm ready
0: yes i knew you were well let's start off and i'm telling you like this so why don't you go ahead let's bring back one of our favorite segments Vinny milani what's on your mind
1: buddy Buddy, I got to tell you, man, this has been eating me up. it has been eating me up. It's something that has been brought up and talked about within my circle, within my friends group, within the TVs. I'm seeing it everywhere. And it's about those power five schools, those non-power five schools being in the top spots, being where the big dogs are. And I don't like it. I don't like it, man. I don't think these teams belong, and I think we're going to have it shown again and again and again and again and again that these teams do not belong with the top dogs. Cincinnati, for example, they're going up against Georgia this uh, on, on Friday. This game, I mean, it's just going to be Georgia on top. I'm telling you. Spoiler alert for what's, what we're about to get into. Georgia comes out on top because these pow- non-Power 5 schools do not belong where the big dogs are.
0: You know how foolish you sound right now? You know how foolish you sound right now? You're like... You're like a kid in Seattle that found out about vampires. And you're like, they don't belong among the living. <laughs> what,
1: what, <laughs> what? Where does that come from? What is that? They about?
0: don't belong. They don't belong with our kind here in the Power Five. Almighty Alabama Crimson Tide sitting high. It's not even food. that. Look here, man. And... What is it then? What is it's it? It's not even go, that. These Power 5 schools, they never show up in these big
1: games. Like when I, honestly, if there is an upset, if there if there's a power a non-Power 5 school beating a Power 5 school in one of these big time bowl games, I'm honestly very very surprised even if they're the favorite. Like right now I'm pretty sure Cincinnati is the favorite right now to beat Georgia in this game. It should be. No, they shouldn't be. Georgia's gonna win. These teams do not. They're not gonna win. (laughs) No, these. What has since? Okay, what has Cincinnati done to prove it? And and this goes for all these non-power five schools. What do these teams actually? Yes, I get it. The rank, the the record. They're undefeated in their non-power five schedule. I will honestly take Kentucky over half of the schools that Cincinnati has played. That's how far I'll go. Because
0: Cincinnati would smash Kentucky as well. Are you sure? (laughs) Hard, 100%. Without question, I have no doubt in my mind that Cincinnati would smash Kentucky. I have very little doubt in my mind that Cincinnati is going to beat Georgia for multiple reasons. I'll say this first off. Let's say Cincinnati and Georgia play at the beginning of the season. Georgia gets a hand. I'll give you that. As the season waned on, you can tell Georgia wasn't the squad that came to play like they did the years before they just weren't. This was a different year, okay? Now, as far as the record goes, I can't see a team that goes 9-0 and go, well, you're a power five, though, so thanks for playing. Uh, why don't you grab your doggy bag on the way out, and uh, maybe you'll get drafted, like, overseas or go play rugby or Canadian football or something like that. <laughs> no, that's not how it works. They come each week. They play their games just like anybody else in the Power 5 and they win their games. There's a lot of talent out there playing football these years. Whether they're the Group 5 or the Power 5 doesn't matter. It went nine and up. If they have the chance, if they're an undefeated team, if they can climb to the top of the ranks, they deserve to get waxed by a Power 5 team if that's the case. But are you tired I'm of not, not taking
1: I'd be tired of seeing that. I'm tired of see- I mean, we saw it, we saw it a few years ago. Notre Dame gets in the playoffs, what happens? They get shown up. I mean, they made it to the national championship. What happened? They get shown up. I mean, at, th- at this point, I would rather see.
0: I would rather see one of those schools. Okay, but Clemson and Alabama played a couple years. Did Alabama keep it close? No, they got blown out too. Were you not tired of seeing that? I mean, that was like a rare occasion, though. Like that doesn't normally happen. So, so what you're saying is, so what you're saying is, it's not possible for the rare occasion of a, a a group of five team to show up and actually beat somebody. That's a rare occasion. You don't want to watch any given Saturday, any given Sunday, any given Friday in this case. <laughs> no, I, I I
1: don't. I don't <laughs> want to see it. I would much rather see these teams that are that have competitive schedules play other teams that have competitive schedules because I don't like. I mean, look at Cincinnati's schedule. Look at it. They beat. We've done that. They beat. Yeah, we've done several times on the show. They beat Army. They beat SMU when they were ranked. Those are their two big wins. Army was a great team too. Get out of here, man. Get out. They're not a good. They're not that great of a team. I mean, I rather. I. I. I take Kentucky over them. I take I take Kentucky over half of these schools that Cincinnati's played. They beat SMU. They waxed the SMU. Those guys don't even exist anymore. They beat Tulsa in a very very close game against Tulsa. They had a it, this was a tight game against a Tulsa school that I mean come on
0: you taking Georgia
1: you taking Tulsa over Georgia?
0: No, I'm taking Cincinnati over Georgia. I think Cincinnati I think Cincinnati's going to beat Georgia. I, I'm like probably what. 27 to 22
1: let's bet let's bet this then let's bet this the next dfs showdown we have the winner of since if, if georgia wins i get that first pick in the dfs if cincinnati wins you get the first pick in that dfs
0: Sounds even good. even though i've already you know i mean yeah it's cool <laughs> I'm, t- I'm, I'm taking derrick henry with my first pick if i can <laughs> are you sure Look, man, after this listen. week I understand your feels. I think I think as an Alabama fan, you're just, you're just worried that a Power 5 team may come in and show y'all what the deal is. There is
1: the rare occasion. <laughs> there is the rare occasion where, like, a Boise State beats an Oklahoma team. That happened. That was a thing. But come on, man. It doesn't happen. It, it, it rarely happens. And Look, I'd much man, rather listen, see. Listen, man.
0: College football put this program. Uh, put this program into play the way it is so you can't look at the way they set it up and then go oh yeah let's not do it like that's that's not how it should work it shouldn't be a team again how do you drop two spots when you win And other teams lost to unranked teams, and you dropped two two spots, that doesn't make sense. That's not how it's ever been. And then they flip it on their back and switch it all around this year because, well, you know, COVID. So we'll just give a bunch of excuses for everybody so we can keep making sure that we get our pie. We make our money. We split our pie. That's exactly what happened, and I don't like that. I don't like the way that they did it. You know how devastated I would be as somebody who went to a college program. Yeah, maybe in high school I wasn't good enough to get into one of those Power 5 schools, but I did land at a school whose coaching staff brought us up, whose team around me surrounded me with chemistry, and we got together and did something special, and now you're telling me that I can't live out my college dreams because I didn't end up getting offered by Alabama or Florida or Georgia? That's ridiculous. You should be ashamed of yourself <laughs> for hating other children that way.
1: No, I just so I don't think if these schools – and obviously this, I guess we should – Push this season aside because teams couldn't make their own schedules here. They couldn't make their own schedules. I get that. But, I mean, these te- these non-Power 5 schools, they're making their schedules. Be like Notre Dame. I mean, Notre Dame, I, in, in a way, Notre Dame is good because when they were an independent school, they were booking games against teams that helped them get to where they were, where they wanted to be. But, I mean, Cincinnati didn't. I mean, obviously they couldn't because of the way the season was, but they don't. I, I just don't think that these teams that play schmuck schedules should be in in the where the big dogs are. I'm I'm sorry. Okay, I, you know I've said my piece. Let us know what you at this you, point. You know what? Let's let's at this let's point. take it to a vote. Let's take it to a vote right now as you're listening to this show. Head on over to our Twitter. AJ, what's our Twitter?
0: Rough cut underscore sports. Boom!
1: Head on over to our Twitter page, and we are going to have a poll out whether you whether or not you think that non Power Five schools belong with the big dogs. We're gonna have a poll. You're gonna let us it's know what poll. you think. It's not a dumb poll. It's my it's my poll. It's actually it's Bailey's poll because he's gonna post it. And make like it happen, I support
0: but. you. I support what you're saying, but I'm, I mean I know how this poll is gonna end up, and it's not gonna change how I feel. Like. And, I, and again, I agree with you in most cases, but there are cases where teams are doing something special and they should be rewarded for it if it allows. In a year where a Power 5 team goes undefeated and so does four other team, or oh, I'm sorry, non-Power 5 goes undefeated and four other teams do two or something of that nature, five, six, whatever, sure. But in a year where teams are losing and you are still opting to keep them ahead of them, that's not right.
1: You talking about Florida? Right. You talking about Florida?
0: In that one scenario, <laughs> just now, yes. <laughs> yeah. And it's not even the Florida hate. It I really it, isn't. I it, got to propose just,
1: an idea to you that that was brought up on a, a radio show that I was listening to. One of our uh, one of our one of our instructors at Full Sail was talking about it. Mike Tuck. He uh, he brought up the fact that he liked. The uh, how Coastal Carolina and I believe it was BYU they made their like game official like BYU's game got canceled and then like within like a week they were able to book that Coastal Carolina game like yeah. on that in- would you would you be okay with that idea being a thing like for schools to like book as the season goes or, or obviously like in terms of money and fans and tickets and things like that you couldn't do that but would you be opposed to that idea?
0: No, I wouldn't. I thought, like, because they they actually talked about doing this in the NFL last year, like, making a schedule to a certain point, and then as you see how that schedule is unwinding, then you make the schedule for the later half. They were talking about this with Monday Night Football Mm -hmm. because at the end of the year last year, we got a bunch of crap Monday Night Football games. And you don't want that. You want good teams playing. So if you can find a way to book teams or, you know, maybe have a pool of teams that you can choose out and if you can make it work at week 11, 12, 13. It'd be, that'd a, be cool. That'd it'd be,
1: cool. be an interesting it it would be an interesting uh situation.
0: It would. It would. We're going to keep it moving here. So let's jump into some conversation about these bowl games. Um remember Cincinnati's going to beat Georgia. I just wanted to drop that on mm, you one last time. No,
1: no sir. Uh, no sir.
0: How do you feel about what's going to happen between Clemson and Ohio State?
1: I think it's actually going to be really close. I know there's been a lot of talk about how Ohio State doesn't belong in this spot. And I'm not a big Ohio State fan. I don't think that they're that good of a team. I'm not big on Justin Fields. I think, obviously, Trevor Lawrence is the far superior quarterback when you're looking at those guys head-to-head. But I think Dabo Sweeney might have burnt himself on this one. Not to to the point where they're going to lose – But I think he might have burned himself in terms of how close this game actually should be. I think he created some bulletin board material for Ohio State when he voted for them and was very – what's the word I want to look for? He was very – Adamant. Adamant. Yeah, there it is. I'm bad with words. You know this. Uh, He was very adamant (laughs) about how Ohio State should be at 11 and not even in the top five. Not even in the top ten, for that matter. And I think Ohio State's taking that and putting it up in their lockers, and and they're really gonna they're gonna show up this game. I think we're gonna get a very good Ohio State team, but I, not enough. Clemson's so, is too
0: good. So, well, I will say this: the to, Dabo did clarify what he was saying by that. It wasn't that it was Ohio State, and and whether this is true or not, this is what he said. Whether he really meant it or not, he clearly said, "I was not taking a slight at my opponent." he didn't rank anybody in the top 10 who did not play nine or more games. So he was you. I was about to say very much like me, like if you are playing the type of schedule you should have, I don't think you belong to be there. Now you remember me, I changed gears a little bit when they did win their, uh, when they won the big 10 championship, which was an actual decent game. Northwestern was there for a bit, was giving them a hard time in that first half. They found a way around it. Um, But Dabo clearly said, too, he's like, this team is way – they're easily easily good enough to beat my Clemson team. And I think he's aware of that, and it's true. They have a great squad. They have a great squad. They're getting their wide receiver Chris Olave back. He was a big part of what Justin Fields liked to throw to. He's a big part of what that offense likes to do. Now, if Justin Fields can get accurate – if he can throw the balls away, he's supposed to put it on the bucket like he needs to. This could be a good game. It should be close. But I think in the end, we're going to see Clemson pull this out and head to another national championship. Yay, college football.
1: <laughs> Are you so does that actually make you mad? The fact that we continue to see bit. the same teams over and over again?
0: A little bit. I mean, a you, little don't, bit. You,
1: don't, you don't even think about the fact that, like, it, I mean, this is it. This is the two best teams we got. I mean, like, this is what it all comes out. I mean, you don't, would you rather see like a, would you rather see Ohio State and Notre
0: Dame in your national
1: championship because it's two different teams?
0: It, it, might, it, might be a great, it might be a great game. I mean, you can't say they're not – I would say they're not even, but, I mean, they're a closer gap than Alabama-Notre Dame is going to be, if you ask me. And it's just it. – Don't say that. Stop saying that. Look, look, look. When it comes to the Alabama-Clemson thing, like, it just gets old. It just gets old. Like – I get it. It's recruiting. Some teams recruit better. They have the prestige. Kids want to go there. I understand all of that. But as a fan, it's like, what is, what is the rest of the season for? What's the rest of this false hope? I also feel like the committee looks at these Alabama Clemson teams and what they've given us over the past couple of years and goes, all right, well, we have to make sure that happens somehow again. Like, why not? Why not have made Clemson number three again this year? And then they're playing Alabama-Clemson in the first. So we still get the game you want, but now it's making one of them have to fight harder for a championship berth than having them both line up there again. What's your solution then?
1: What's your solution? Is is the eight-team play? I mean, everyone talks about it. No, we'll get in, let's, get, not. let's get into that. It's not. What's your solution then For to solve this? I don't this? have one.
0: You don't, don't have, have one. one? I don't know that there is one. I don't know that there is one i mean you you can't like unless you're capping the amount of five stars and four stars a team can have or something of that nature and i don't think that's fair to the for the students or the schools i don't i don't have a solution it's an imperfect it's an imperfect balance of what's going on in college football i don't i don't know how to get parity if you have a solution i'm down to hear it let it Then you know what, along with the hat, with the poll that we're going to be
1: posting, let us know what you think of uh, a a solution is going to be for this. I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't think I don't think there is a solution to it. I'm on your side with that. I don't there. I mean, to me and my boy, my my our our guy talked about it. He, He literally talked about it and said there is no solution to this unless you're trying to go as far as taking out the recruiting part of it, like making it fair for recruiting. Literally, that's that's all you can do because all these teams, guys want to go to Bama, guys want to go to Notre Dame, guys want to go to Clemson. They don't want to go to these small these small schools. There's no, there's you're not going to fix yeah. this. There's no fixing this. The only thing that you can do, and I will say this because obviously I know that there's it seems like it's not going to happen. They literally. If you give it, if you give the teams the opportunity and make it a eight team playoff or a ten team playoff, you then have what you were talking about earlier, where there's the possibility of an upset from one of these non Power Five schools, where yeah. any given Saturday, even and Friday in this case, any day, anyone can win, and you have that opportunity now for
0: a win. That's
1: that's their only solution.
0: Yeah. So how about we go ahead and move on to what I think will be a blowout of a game. It'll be your Alabama Crimson Tide versus Notre Dame. God, don't
1: say that, man. Irish. Don't say that.
0: Don't say yeah. that. Like, Hey, uh, it's not my team. I can say it. It doesn't make me team. feel good, man.
1: It, it doesn't make me feel good. Cause when it happens, when it, when it doesn't happen and Notre Dame ends up winning,
0: I'm coming straight to you. I'm pretty sure that Notre Dame limped into this fourth spot. Yeah. They had a good season. And because of their independence, they had to drop into in the ACC. And I get all that, right? So you play the ACC play, and a lot of that's a down year besides Clemson. You got Clemson the one week that they didn't have – well, one of the weeks that they didn't have their Trevor Lawrence, didn't have their golden boy, the future – what's it, New York Jet? Is that what it was? Yeah, get out of here. You- <laughs> Anyways, from what I've seen, Ian Book's a good quarterback. And I think that'll play a factor, but I don't think their defense can hold a candle to what Alabama's going to bring with Mac Jones, Devontae Smith, and Najee Harris. And if I'm not mistaken, aren't they looking to have Jalen Waddle back by this time, or is that maybe the national championship?
1: Uh, I don't think it's. I don't think it's for this game. I, I don't think it's the well, same. I, I don't. I don't even I'll, think it would be for. the I'll national also say championship. I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah,
0: I don't think he's coming back. I, you know, maybe when they get to the national championship game, or you know, when they get to the national championship game. Maybe he'll have had enough time off and can set it up. But but either way, their offense is too is too potent. And I don't think that Notre Dame's defense has enough to stop it. We saw that with Clemson. When Clemson was able to put together a normal offensive plan, something that they can run day in and day out and be comfortable with, what did Notre Dame do? They scored in the last two minutes to make it look like they actually tried? Yeah. I think you're going to see a lot of the same thing I, here.
1: I, I, um, the more you talk, talk about it, the more I look back at that Florida game that Alabama played when I was worried about Kyle Trask doing damage on the Alabama team and I was like – because I mean Alabama is notable for struggling against good quarterbacks. Ian Book is a good quarterback. Kyle Trask is also a good quarterback, and they were in, able to handle him. That is just my biggest concern is whether or not they're going to be able to handle that Notre Dame offense. I'll tell you this.
0: One thing that does not work in your favor is, from what I've seen, Mac Jones isn't a very um, mobile quarterback. And that seems to have been something that Notre Dame had a big problem with against Clemson. So if their up front team, if their they're, if they're front seven can get in that backfield and get at the quarterback, sure, maybe they make it interesting for a little bit. But I don't think it holds up. I don't
1: think it holds up. Yeah, I, I, Alabama wins. That's my prediction. I did it. Ooh, I did it. it. I did it. Now he they're going to lose. Now they're going to lose and it's going to be my it fault. It's going to be my oh, fault what? if you lose. It's going to be my fault. It's gonna it's be my not gonna be your fault.
0: fault. Hey, hey! You don't put that on you. You did well, sir. I'm proud of you. No, I didn't. Don't you lie really to have me. Confidence in your squad.
1: Don't lie to me. I don't like it. I don't appreciate it. I, I don't. I don't. This is actually a game between my Alabama Crimson Tide and our, for, our one of our uh, guests that we've had on the show, Dylan Kearns. He is a big Notre Dame guy. So this is, is. this is me versus him here. This is me versus him. Oh. What if we what if we did a live call on the show? We called I Dylan was about up. To say we should probably do that. Yo, get pick up the phone! He's here. What's up, man? You are live. You're live on the show, Dylan man. Turns. This is literally rough here. Full on rough <laughs> mode. What's up, Dylan? <laughs>
2: Nothing much, man. What's going on?
1: Dude, It uh, just uh, we're, ta- we're talking your team here. We know you're a Notre Dame fan. And both AJ and myself, we've agreed too much during these playoffs. During talking about these playoffs, we say Alabama is going to crush Notre Dame AJ's words not mine not mine AJ's <laughs> words not mine you are a Notre Dame guy Definitely my words what are your thoughts on this game between uh Bama and Notre Dame
2: I'm gonna be honest with you I would be shocked if they compete in the fourth quarter I think this is mainly a three-quarter game I'm gonna be honest Brian Kelly does his scouting at Golden Corral he gets the big offensive linemen he gets the tight ends he doesn't get the skill positions like the threats that Alabama has on the outside, the wide receiver talent, the Heisman winner and Devontae Smith most likely. You have two other first-round picks. Meanwhile, Notre Dame's best defensive back that's gotten drafted in the last few years, Like their best defensive players always go like in the sixth or seventh round because they don't have that sort of talent on the outside, even at the receiver position. You could argue Golden Tate and maybe Chase Claypool. They don't have the weapons right now to compete with a team like that, in my opinion.
1: No X factors on board. No X factors on board for Notre Dame. So you're so you're all in on this. Uh, I don't like this. I don't like when everyone says Bama's going to win because then they end up losing. Dylan, what do you, what's your take on, on on Notre Dame's quarterback here and being able to cause fits for this Alabama defense?
2: The thing with Ian Book is he's got a good rep for being a game manager, and I think that is true. You go back to look at the Clemson game. He didn't have. He didn't turn the ball over. He had a pretty decent stat line with a few incompletions. But the thing with him is if you can collapse the pocket and squeeze him, he's going to have trouble because he does most of his uh, work coming out of the pocket and extending plays and looking downfield and using his legs because he's versatile in that. So if Alabama can't get a pass rush home that squeezes the pocket to where he can't escape, it's going to be a rough day for him. But I do want to mention one thing. If Notre Dame's offensive line can control the point of attack, their running game is solid. That Kyron Williams kid is a legit running back who could be a force in the NFL in the future. So he's going to be nice for them. But, I mean, there's not a lot of star power on that team. The freshman tight end, Michael Mayer, could be an X factor as well. But, I mean, just looking at it stride for stride, I I think Alabama's the better team. But if Notre Dame plays to their – let's see the keys of the game real quick. If they convert on third down, if they're good in the red zone, I think those are the key factors to them.
1: This was an impromptu. This was an impromptu Dylan call, and he's already got the keys to the game loaded up, ready to go. This guy's a constant professional
2: over here. <laughs> I appreciate it. Dylan, yeah, I mean, Dylan, you look, you... Uh, just look outside. You have the transfer wide receivers of Javon McKinley and Ben Skaronic from Northwestern. Uh, they have some nice games this year, but I mean, they're not consistent. The thing, another thing, going back, you mentioned Ian Book, the quarterback of the Irish. Can he be an X factor? It comes down to if the wide receivers can get open. If they can't get open, he's going to dance around, throw it away. But the thing with Book is he's not going to force a bad throw if it's there. So that's good for him. He's not going to try to cause any havoc to where it's just a sloppy game from a turnover standpoint. He's good at managing the game. It's just if nobody can get open, Notre Dame's offense will become stagnant. So, honestly,
0: you you took the words right out of my mouth. I was just about to ask you if the run game was going to be effective, and you nailed it on the head. I was telling Vinny that that might be one of your only hopes. But you you, you mentioned you guys don't have the secondary you possibly need to stop a Devontae Smith. One of the things I was concerned about or that I thought might be actually an up on the Notre Dame side is your front seven getting to a stagnant quarterback like Mac Jones. Trevor Lawrence gave them problems because he was able to move throughout the outside of the pocket and get the run game. Is that something that you think Notre Dame can really hit on in getting to the quarterback and putting that pressure on Mac
2: Jones? That's actually a good point that I didn't bring up. I mean, you you hit the nail on the head. Trevor Lawrence added that run run dimension to their offense. And you look at when Notre Dame played Clemson earlier in the year, they had DJ Uagalale in there, who was that quarterback for Clemson. You look at what he did. He, didn't, he doesn't bring that added running dimension to them. So they actually disrupted some of the pass rush. But even in that game, you look at star receivers Notre Dame has played this year Tamari Terry over 100 yards. You look at uh, Clemson, Amari Rogers, and uh, Powell goes over 100. Amari Rogers over 100 again. I mean, Devontae Smith, they're going to have a field day. I will say this I don't think this will happen. This could be a long shot. Notre Dame's best player in the secondary is Kyle Hamilton, he's their safety. If they want to throw a curveball on game day, match him up one-on-one and follow Devontae Smith around the field. That could make things a little bit interesting because I like Notre Dame's safety depth a little bit more than I like the corner depth.
1: I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't know if going one on one. I think I think that's something we saw in the Florida game, man. You go one on one with Devonte Smith. You are gonna need that safety help. So match one of your corners with him and then have that safety over the top because that's where Devontae Smith is going. He's going over the top. So if he's there for for that, I mean, that's that's a game changer right there. On a confidence level here, is this is this below five a below five for you right now for for Notre Dame?
2: Absolutely, I'm going to be honest here. I mean, it's just I don't like I don't think this. right now they can compete. I, I I was one of the believers early on in the year that said give them a few years, and I think that they will. But right now, I just think they're too they're not ready. They have nice recruits coming in. They have a nice receiver and Dion Colsey who's going to step in there and be a solid weapon on the outside. They have these young kids. They're just not at school yet. And the ones they do have, they're freshmen. I mentioned the tight end. Kyron Williams is a red shirt sophomore this year, so he's still young, and they have Chris Tyree's another electric back. you might see him get involved a little bit. He's another freshman there. So I think they're still a few years away from being legit.
1: This guy, constant professional, Dylan Kearns, coming on the show with facts, stats, loaded X factors, man. This guy, and and he pronounced that Clemson quarterback's name that I still can't pronounce, even if I were to have it in my notes and practice it. He was able to pronounce that. I mean, this kid, this guy, man, this is just unbelievable. it
0: out there, he, dude, you got to do it. Took the ball. Going
2: back, going back to that real quick about my confidence level. I made a not necessarily a bet. I don't want to bring that up on the show, but what I did do is I, I, I told one of my friends. I said, if Trevor Lawrence is locked in to the Jaguars on Sunday, which did happen, I thought yes. that'd be a long shot. And an even longer shot. Notre Dame beats Alabama on Friday. I will attempt a hot wing challenge at one of the restaurants. I
0: mean, it, that I hear bonus content.
2: Yeah, <laughs>
1: that. Uh, I mean, you can. I, I mean, if you to put the head if you're using that for your, if you're not using that bonus content for your show, I mean, we can throw it on our YouTube page. <laughs> and I mean, if Ooh. you want to, but wait a second, no, 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 it's not gonna happen because Alabama's not gonna lose. Let's, let's just let's just get it out of the way right there. I said, it twice. It, again. I said it twice. It I That's said it twice. I said it
0: twice. prediction, Dylan. I
1: don't like wow. to bet on Alabama games. I don't like to say Alabama is going to win, and now I have said it twice, and I don't like it. So now, now your confidence should have been at least bumped up two points. So <laughs>
0: unbelievable, Dylan. Dylan, real quick before we uh, wrap up here, uh, real quick thoughts on Ohio State and Clemson.
2: I think uh, this oh. is tough. Ooh. I mean, on is. my on my show earlier in the week. I would not be shocked to see Clemson shut him out. That sounds insane, but I would not be shocked Whoa. to see it happen. I'm sick and tired of this Ohio State offense. Everyone thinking they're legit. Look, Justin Fields going to get exposed. You could show him he's dominate a legit defense. Week after, I mean, not a legit defense. You could show him throwing for 5 million touchdowns against Illinois twice a year where they have people looking up chasing uh, hot air balloons on defense. But show me what he's doing against someone legit. Indiana, he struggled. Northwestern, he struggled. Clemson's a lot better than both of them. So we better buckle up if Ohio State wants to win. Oh, shut up. Oof. We didn't have it there. We didn't have it there.
0: I, I, I think Ohio State's going to be able to compete. I can't see a shutout. I think I was kind of like you with Notre Dame and Alabama. I think it's like a three-quarter game, and then Clemson may take off. But,
1: ah, whew, a, a shutout. Out. That's bold. Big. That's bold, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off
2: on that one, man.
0: Wow.
2: <laughs> yeah, and for the Notre Dame game, I'm going to be honest here. I got Alabama 52, the Fighting Irish 20. That's my prediction there. Oh, man. I hate this. I hate. Yeah, you,
0: you know we talk about. I, confidence. I was more like I was more like a forty-eight to seventeen, but we 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 talk confidence right around the same place.
1: We talk confidence, and now my confidence level in Bama went from a nine to an eight to a seven, and now I'm at a six. I don't feel good with all these. I do see how guys. he does it.
0: Is <laughs> there any Dylan? Is there any day? And I know you just gave you know your predictions of what's going to happen, but is there any game day where Notre Dame's taking the field and you're not like, oh, we're winning this game? Like,
2: I mean, as it, a fan,
0: as a fan, not as a realist like we are, yeah. as a fan.
2: As a fan, I mean, I'm still, every single Saturday Notre Dame is playing, it's a blessing, man. I'm out there, I'm watching them every single Saturday, fired up. I got my own routine, I got my, uh, the fight song is my alarm clock at 8.30, so I get up for game day. I mean, everything is consistent with my ritual for game day. So, I do the same thing week after week, and it's just, I mean, I, I always think that they can win. I always believe that in my head. But then there comes a time where, you know, you, you, you're matched up. I had a feeling they'd lose to Clemson. But, I mean, I saw a hype video on the YouTube page for Notre Dame, and it just suckered me right in. I'm like, we're going to beat them. We're going to get out. We're going to beat them. That's right. We're going to swarm the ball. And then, sure enough, we were getting our tails kicked in, and people were turning out that game quicker than anything else. <laughs>
0: yeah, I took a nap. I took a nap. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, my like, god.
2: Right. I need to
0: be uh, ready for the what's, what's coming with Alabama, Florida that day. Uh, I'm glad they gave me a little break. I enjoyed it. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> well, Dylan, man, we appreciate it. Uh, getting on here at the last minute, giving them that beautiful insight on that five-star content we do here at the Rough Cut. Always a friend of the show. We can't wait to do some more with you. Any last words?
2: Get your plugs out Bye. of the way here. Get your plugs in. Yeah, you can find me at the Big City Sports Podcast on YouTube. I talk Chicago, New York sports on there. Um, but outside of that, nothing really much. Uh, I'll be rooting for the Irish on Friday. And if if they do end up hitting, I'll be so excited because they got Trevor Lawrence and playing in the national championship, probably to get clapped again by the former uh, for the future Jaguar quarterback. But then again, Rubber also eating hot wings. So we'll see what happens there. <laughs> it's Trevor Lawrence season, boys. And had hot wings a little bit ago. They're not bad. It's, tre- tre- right.
1: it's <laughs> Trevor Lawrence season, boys. Trevor Lawrence season.
2: Number one, Jags
1: on their way to the top.
2: Hey, maybe Bortles get some action. He just signed with the Rams as their backup. If he gets some action and helps the Jags with that Rams pick come up higher, that could be huge for them.
1: (laughs) I mean, I'm not going to say no if we can land Kyle Pitts and Trevor Lawrence in the draft, though. Now now you're just making me excited, man. Last time we took
2: a tight end, it was Mercedes Lewis in the first round.
1: Oh, well, we don't have to talk about that one, then. We don't have to to get into that one. I mean, it's... it's, it's... He's
2: still getting it done.
1: (laughs) He is. He is. He is is still getting it it done.
0: He is. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for the Rough Cut today. You know where to find us on Facebook at the Rough Cut Sports, on Instagram at the Rough Cut Sports Cast, and on Twitter at Rough Cut underscore Sports. Hit that like, hit that subscribe, hit that share, tell your mama, tell your daddy, tell your sister, tell everybody,
1: tell them the family tree. For the
0: one and only Vinnie Milani, for our wonderful guest Dylan Kearns, and for your boy AJ Johnson. <laughs> Everybody else turd nuggets we'll see
2: you tomorrow guys it is. look it look it